0: Okay, bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. We once again begin with a new surah. We today start talking about Surah Al-Alaq. Now, we already discussed Al-Fatiha. We discussed Qulhu Allahu Ahad and Qul Ya Kafirun. And we noticed with the surahs, the Fatiha, Qulhu Allahu Ahad and Qul Ya Kafirun which are establishment surahs. And what I mean by that, they are, or rather better expression is foundational surahs. They set a foundation for the system of belief that is going to regulate your interaction with Allah. In Surah Al-Alaq, things become more simplified at a certain level. That conceptually, there will not be as many things that you need to grasp. As with Al-Fatha, قل, قُلْ وَاللَّهُ أَحَدًا قُلْ ياَيَوَّا كَفِرُونَ There are not the layers of meaning that exist in Surah Al-Alaq. Surah Al-Alaq seems to be quite straightforward. But it occupies a fascinating position because as we will talk about in a second, it is reported to have been the first revelation of the Quran and there's this debate as to whether the Fatiha is the first revelation in the Quran or Surat Al-Alaq is the first revelation of the Quran. And it establishes, it, it further clarifies the elements of the interaction between us as human beings, the created, and Allah the creator. By setting clearly a principle of interaction, and at the same time sounding a warning about our nature as human beings, "Qul ya Ahad," and "Al-Fatihah" tell you what you need to do, but they do, do not tell you what you have a tendency to do by your nature as a human being by your your natural propensities to do Now, Surat Al-Alaq in fact talks to you about the dynamic and yet at the same time warns you about your tendencies and there are all types of fascinating elements in Surat Al-Alaq which we will see now, it starts out according to reports, this surah was revealed in the following context that the Prophet وسلم, was in the first revelation Jibreel appeared to him and held him, or ghattah the Arabic expression ghattah meaning to suppress him or press down on him very hard, establishing a clear relationship of dominance and supremacy. That Jibreel appears to the Prophet and holds him or suppresses him hard and issues a command. The command is to that the Prophet responds Ma'anabikhar and in another report Wallahi Ma'ana Bikari Iqra has a fascinating position in the Arabic language. It comes from Qara and we know the word to mean read. That's why your reading is called Qara. And that's why when you read, you say <clears> taqra <throat> or aqra or "yakra." but yet it is also mean and the Quran itself is called Quran the reading, but yet it also could mean to recite, and recitation is different from reading. Orientalists such as Montgomery Watt, have insisted that it means recite as used in Surat Al-Alaq. And they insisted that it means recite in Surat Al-Alaq because they argued that reading was not popular and known in Arabia, and for the angel Jibreel to be telling the Prophet to read makes no sense, culturally or historically, but yet, as we will see, there are all types of complexities that arise in in understanding it as recite, and there are complexities in understanding it as read. Now the prophet is illiterate, he does not read, and Jibreel tells him, read. Iqra. and his response is Wallahi, ma ana or ma ana I cannot read that would make sense if Iqra means read you tell someone read who can't read and he says I can't read now what if it meant recite huh? what if it meant recite if I tell you Iqra, and I mean recite, And you say, Wallahi, ma ana biqar'i. What does that mean? I cannot recite. Is that, is it, can you say, I cannot recite? I mean, do you lack the ability to recite? I mean, it seems that the logical question is, what shall I recite? Right? Ma aqra'. Ma da to read an aqra'. And in fact, if your response, if I'm telling you recite and your response, Wallahi what would you understand? If I tell you jihad, iqra, and you respond to me, Wallahi how would you understand that? How would you think I would understand that? I mean, there is an element of defiance in it, right? I mean, if it's recite, and I tell you what I will not recite, it's sort of flippant This leads us that it seems to mean, Read. Because the response, doesn't really make sense if it's recite. But yet, when someone we say, Quran, we mean someone who's a Qari. We don't mean that someone reads the Quran. We mean that someone recites the Quran. And yet, if the Prophet is illiterate, to tell the Prophet, well, read. Well, you know he can't read, so why are you telling him to read? So the point is that Iqra occupies this fascinating, and as you will see, there are all types of words in the surah, and in the surah that inshallah we'll deal with next, Kawthar, that confront us with issues of meaning or ambiguities in meaning, which I will comment on in terms of purpose. So Jibreel suppresses the Prophet or holds him hard and says, Iqra, the Prophet says, I cannot. I cannot. So he says again, إقرأ. And according to the report, the prophet in fact can't breathe as he's being held by Jibril. And it says again, tw- second time, إقرأ. The prophet responds to this, I cannot. Says a third time, إقرأ, and says I cannot. And then at that point, the recitation starts, إقرأ بسم ربك it's been reported from Aisha that this was the first surah in the Quran. And then the second surah, Surah Al Qalam, which is Noon Wal Qalam Wa Ma yasturun. And then that the third surah was Al Mudathir. And then that the fourth surah was Walduha, in that order. But as we will see, there are certain problems in terms of the reports. About why the surah was revealed that calls into question why it would be the first surah. As I said, some have said that the Fatha was the first surah, and there's, and there's disagreement, more disagreements of opinion than that. Uh, let me give you a, a sense of what I mean right now. It is reported that this surah was revealed when Abu Jahl, the well known. Kafir in Mecca, well-known enemy of the prophet. When Abu Jahl saw the prophet praying and he said that if I see this prophet praying in Mecca, I will step on his head and submerge his face in the dust. Why would this report cast doubt about this being the first revelation. Because if this is the first revelation, the report of transmission assumes that there's already enough of revelation to earn the hostility of Abu Jahl. It assumes that prayer is already established. In fact, the report says that he was praying Zuhr. That prayer has already been established and Abu Jahl doesn't like the fact that they need to pray. Well, we know that prayer, in order to have prayer, you need the fatha you need several other things. So if this is the first revelation, then how could Abu Jahl already be hostile and already have formed a position emotionally and intellectually towards prayer? If it's not the first revelation, then the story of Abu Jahl doesn't pose a problem. But then the nobility of the interaction between the prophet and, and Jibreel is called into question. Because if the prophet had already received the revelation from before, and then Jibreel appears to the prophet and says, Iqra, and the response is, then why? We've had interactions before. I've revealed stuff to you before. Why, can, I mean, why are you giving me this response? I cannot read. We know each other, in other words. It's a, it's, a, it's a nice complexity. You're confronted with a problem. So how do we solve this problem? Two reports about why the surah was revealed. One says, or or how the surah was revealed, one says that it's the first revelation and that it took place when Jibreel appears to the Prophet for the first time, holds him very hard and commands him to read. The Prophet in absolute confusion says, I, I cannot read. He says, read, I cannot read. And then he says, I, read, I cannot read. And then starts explaining with the with the balance of the surah flowing. The second report says that this was revealed when Abu Jahl saw the Prophet praying and said, you know, if I see him praying again, I'm going to put his face in the dust, which would seem to contradict the first report that this is uh, the first revelation. Now we might say that part of the Surah was revealed at the beginning and then it was completed later. That the Iqra' part was Revealed in the beginning and then it was completed later. And in fact, some of the reports tell us that some surahs would be revealed in Mecca and then completed years later in Medina. This would give us less of a problem and it would save the authenticity of both reports. But yet, my own sense is that the Abu Jahl, as I will, are of suspicious authenticity, in my view not in the view of the majority. The majority of scholars have accepted the Abu Jahar reports as authentic and have accepted the reports that the the Jibril appeared to the prophet and commanded him to recite. And he said, well, I, I cannot recite as authentic as well. So the majority of jurists have accepted both reports as authentic. In my view, the abu jahl reports do not seem to be authentic and I'll, I'll explain why i i have that view okay what's the command here اقرا بسم ربك الذي خلق now for the purposes of translation i'm just going to say read but you already know that there is an issue as to whether اقرا means read or recite And you already know that there are valid reasons to believe that it means recite and valid reasons to believe that it means read. But I will argue to you that it is consistent with the makeup of the surah that it would mean read and not recite. Reasons that you would believe it means recite is that Jibreel already knows that the Prophet is illiterate. So how could he tell him to read? Is that the Quran, which is the recitation, is called the Quran. Is that we refer to people who recite to the Quran as the qari al-Quran? Reasons to believe that it means recite. Is that the response of the Prophet, I cannot do X, Y, and Z. Would make no sense if it's recite, would only make sense if it's read. And as I will argue that, in fact, the balance of the surah to be understood systematically it would seem to indicate that it should mean read. Read by the name of your Lord. And we already talked about Rabbika. And we already said that Rabb means someone who is your take care- caretaker. Someone who is even like a, who raises you. The word Rabb, by its very nature, means someone who takes care of you. That's why in the Arabic Old and New Testament, particularly in the New Testament, God is consistently referred to as Rabb because of the Christian view that Jesus Christ is sort of the caretaker of human beings. And that God, that Jesus Christ is like the Father to people. He sort of the, the, the paternal figure, and, and consequently, the word "Rab" is emphasized in the new Arabic New Testament. So read by the name of your Lord, by the name of your Rab, Rabbika, your Lord, Al who created. Already we know from the Fatiha that by the name of God seems to permeate all our interactions with God. That in fact living, seeking, desiring, wanting must be done in the name of God. B B means what? With right? Be with. It connotes the accompaniment to accompany something. Already we know from the previous surahs that in Islam God accompanies your endeavors as a Khalil, as a close one, close one, as a partner. If you allow God to be a partner, if you do not divorce the partnership, and we talked about the, the, the issue of Rahman and Rahim and how this interaction is active, dynamic, and based on reciprocation and a a process of, it is, it is not an entitlement that you receive as in Christianity that your sins are forgiven, by the pre-existing act of suffering of God but in, Sla- in Islam, the relationship is dictated by the active process of your participation in it. Now here it comes and tells you quite specifically that this process of reading must be done with God and then we will see That the process of reading is clarified as the process of ilm, knowledge. That as you seek to know, seek with God. Why? As jawab. Why do I read with with God accompanying me? And jawab the jawab, the answer is That who created Now, why is it's it's uh, it, it clarifies to you who Rabbika is, who God is What is the attribute that distinguishes God uh, as exists in the Surah is the Creator who created and it stops to distinguish God from false gods, the distinguishing factor is the fact is the uh, is is the the fact that God created. When it's left in its general sense, Aladhi khalaq who created in a general sense, it establishes a relationship of equality between all that, that is created. So the first. Level of this course is to get you to understand. Read by the blessings of God, by the accompanying, by, by, by God accompanying you through the journey of reading. Because God created at the first level, because God created and. In the absolute sense, as a jurist used to say, He created everything, and there is a relationship of equality between all that's created. Nothing is told to you as distinctive from the others, in other in terms of what's created, in terms of creation. Nothing is recommended to you as special in the first level. But then it continues and says min Here, the absoluteness of note الَّذِي خَلَقْ خَلَقَ الْإِنسَانِ The first usage of خَلَق is, is absolute in general. The second usage of khalaq is what? Specific. Specific to what? Created who? sand humans, human beings. So The second mention of khalaq, Lil khalaq A specification of creation. Why would God, after reminding you that created all human beings, or created everything, then Single out human beings Because of what will follow So now that you understand that there is Everything was created by God Now understand the specific relationship That will be dictated to you By the fact that you are human And, and God created that human <laughs> <laughs> what is alaq? It's a clot of blood And the reason we call it alaq Because ta'alaq Alak means to something that sticks. And this clot of blood, it's, it sticks to anything it touches or it, it's obstructed by anything it touches. Like if you will, if I throw it on this on, on, uh, on this bed, it will just stay there. That's why it, the, 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 where the term Alak came for that clot of blood. Now, what is implied here between insan and Alak? How do you get from a clot of blood to a human being? Do you get there to fill full human being? Do you get there in one instant. No, you go in what stages. In fact, the way the Jews used to express it, "Yunqilu al-Insan min Hal ila Hal hatta al-istikmal," as we will we, we'll talk about that. Allah moves human beings from stage to stage until they reach a form their, their end the, 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 the end form and note if, you, if you're if you looking at your translations note what is it going to tell you? Allah remains superior so you will move in stages, but these stages have a limit. They're limited. Because whatever it is, Allah will remain superior. Now note this connection. What else do you move in stages in? What else proceeds in stages? And yet despite of what level you reach, Allah remains Akram, knowledge, the process of reading, the process of comprehension. You do not comprehend ishafi when you're learning your ABCs. You move in stages in the journey of knowledge, a connection that is remarkable. As you are created in stages, your journey towards knowledge, God accompanying you, God with you in this process proceeds from stage to stage. That is why in the Islamic civilization the notion of movement in stages of knowledge was so heavily emphasized. The aversion, the allergic reaction to those who jump the stages of knowledge It is as if they jump the stages of creation. You can't. You can have a child that wants to act like a 40-year-old. But does that make the child a 40-year-old? No. There might be an exception. There might be a miracle. A child who's 15 but is the absolute example of maturity. But that is extremely rare. You must go through the stages. You must go through childhood, adolescence, uh, uh, young adulthood, adulthood, and then become an aged and wise person. You cannot skip the stages of creation and you cannot skip the stages of knowledge. That is why, again, to emphasize, the uh, Islamic civilization emerged a discourse with its extreme allergic reactions to those who Fail to see the evolutionary stages of reading and ilm. Knowledge as we will talk about in a second. اقرأ الْأَكْرَم. Now note the, the, the absolute eloquence of, of, of this. It's like a melody. اقرأ. First command, read. Read knowing fully well that comprehension... The stages of knowledge is with God hand-in-hand hand with you, accompanying you. اقرأ خلق خلق الإنسان The creator and the absolute. The creator of human beings who have the ability, the distinctive ability to read. And that's why human beings singled out. Versus اقرأ بسم خلق In the absolute. And then it specifies Khalaq insan Aha Then the, the, the specification of human beings Correlates With the specific ability That is identified at the beginning of the surah Which is the command to read Because no one else can do it None of God's creations Can do it Other than human beings Khalaq al-Insan min'ala. From a clot to the human being, moving in stages, istikmal al-khalq, the the process of istikmal, which immediately in the careful reader should jump at you, oh, but knowledge moves like that as well. Then it repeats, at that moment, you start, this is what we call the Balagha for Quran, the beauty of the Quran. At the moment you start suspecting that, well, oh, knowledge moves in stages, it comes in and slams you again and says, ikra' wa rabbukal akram. Read, it repeats the command to read again. As if to tell you, yes, you thought right. If you draw a correlation between the stages of physical existence and the stages of of knowledge, my mentioning to you, read again, affirms your suspicion. This is ultimate in in, in Arabic eloquence. If you can write this way, you're a master of, of, of Arabic. But immediately... Comes and tells you. And there is a limit. al Akram, And your, go, your Lord. That. And we said Rabbuk means what? Your razor. That is going to raise you. Right? Who's going to take you through the stages. Who will accompany you. Will always remain. Superior to you. So know your limitations. Both in your movement and stages. And in the ultimate result. Don't ever think. And as I'll I'll show you later on, it becomes even more clear. Akram. Akram comes from the word Karam. What does Karam mean? Karam means generosity. Kareem. Generous. Al-Akram. It is the knowledge is an act of grace and generosity by Allah. Know that regardless of what level of piety or moral character you reach because of these stages of knowledge Allah remains ever more the more generous he used to say an wa huwa that one of the the manifestations of God's generosity karam true karam is that he continues giving blessings to his creatures. Despite of the fact that they worship others. I mean, if you think about it. Someone who is not grateful towards you. To you. You stop giving them. There comes a limit. You say enough is enough. I, I, you know, every time I, I act in kindness towards you. And you are not grateful. But Allah continues to give you. Despite of the fact that you worship others. You worship yourself. You worship money. You worship prestige. You worship whatever it is. You worship others, yet Allah continues to give you. And akram that despite of the stages of knowledge that you seek, and we'll see the very fascinating connection as it continues, Allah remains the most generous, the more generous, regardless of the stage of knowledge that you reach. Zamakhshari has an expression that I like, من الفوائد العلمية، لأنه ليس بعد ذلك karam. From Allah's generosity is the benefits of knowledge because there is no generosity after that. In the in the mind of Zamakhshari and other jurists, the utmost attribute or the utmost manifestation of God's generosity is He allows you to know. Karam. In fact. The utmost act of generosity is the act is is to give knowledge, not money, not food, but the ultimate act of generosity is to give knowledge, the ability of a human being to move through the stages, to enable someone to proceed from one stage to another.